Hello and welcome to this social media podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Adrian Brits, who is a marketing consultant. I will be asking him 10 questions about social media. By the way, if you see a discussion forum on the platforms where this podcast is hosted, please feel free to ask questions. Thank you, Francesca, and hello to all the listeners. I would be happy to take 10 questions now, and any future questions that you may have, you can surely post them via the forum for discussion. Excellent. So our first question is, I hear marketing consultants say that the customer has the power and that companies need to connect with the customer on the social media platform of their choice. Is this correct? Well, that's, that's a good question. You've got to remember that as a company, uh, whenever your staff entertain or inform an audience on, on any platform, whether it's Pinterest or LinkedIn or Facebook, each time that a new post is viewed, the social media platform actually makes advertising money. And this is because they display advertising along the information that we share with our followers. So to say that our company should now pay staff to go and socialize on more than 100 different platforms, it's effectively saying that we are now working for those platforms and that we're sponsoring their labor. So if you're a small business and you're trying to work on all the platforms, then that's going to be pretty much like slave labor and you're not going to get very far. So I don't think it's correct that companies should try to cover all the possible social media platforms. Yes, of course, if you're Coca-Cola or a multi-million dollar company with a big marketing budget, of course you can reach out to a hundred different channels. But if you're a small business, then I would say that you really need to concentrate your efforts. And yes, the consumer does have the power, but let's use that power on our own platforms instead. Interesting answer, Adrian. Thank you. I also hear many companies complain about wasted hours on social media. So because millions of people around the world are actually giving free labor to social media platforms, no wonder Facebook and LinkedIn are such profitable companies. So how can we be smarter about making sure our efforts are profitable? Well, that's also a good question. There's been quite an awakening in companies around the world because of the misappropriation of marketing budgets. So now we're going to see more and more that publishing firms and big brands are leveraging technology to transform their own websites into social media platforms. So really they're becoming specialists at bringing the conversation to them rather than hosting it somewhere else on, on third-party platforms. People can actually use their Facebook and their Twitter profiles and they can leave comments and ask questions on the brand's own website, which I think is, is actually quite a breakthrough. There is still a lot of opportunity to use third-party media social platforms, but you've got to choose the right platform. And for that, it means that we've got to understand the policies of the platform and whether it's suitable for the type of business that we run. Uh, let me give you an example. Let's say Facebook's new policies, it's actually pointless to pay for promotion to grow your, your follower base since you also have to pay every time you're going to remarket to your own followers. But if we consider the case of Twitter and LinkedIn, Currently, they don't charge you to share posts with all your followers. Now, on the other hand, if we plan a 12-month campaign, we will not recommend paid follower advertising on Facebook. But sure, what we can do is we can have a one-off awareness campaign where we might still consider paying Facebook. So you have to choose the platform with the best policies and abilities 
according to your own campaign. Thank you, Adrian. Well, my next question was going to be, which social media platforms would you recommend for your clients? Could you tell us? Well, at the moment, we see a lot of value from paid Google advertising and then from free use of social media platforms such as Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest and Twitter. Smaller companies would typically focus on the four biggest platforms where consumers might look for them without actually paying the platforms. And then the big brands would be more adventurous and they would probably have a presence on up to 20, if not more, different platforms. But also, at the same time, I've got to say this, remember, often it's worth it to look beyond the obvious. There are niche platforms that are not known to everybody. Yet for specific industries, they can work very well. Uh, I can give you an example of one. Let's say the client is into boating or water sports, then a website like marinetraffic.com, which is unknown to the, to the public at large, is actually going to be a lot better than Facebook. Or let's say the client is into art, then a site like deviantart.com is actually going to be the best bet. You really have to look at the platform selection on a case-by-case -case basis. Yes, of course, you're going to spy on the competition and see what works for them. But also, at the same time, you've got to be open-minded and explore new things and new platforms yourself. Great. My next question is, your publishing business earns a lot of revenue from viral content. Can you tell us how to use social media platforms to go viral? <laughs> yes. So, well, basically, when social media started, um, if you were able to release something that's either funny or informative, it went viral. But obviously today, the competition for eyeballs is so fierce that you also need a strong following. So the size and the quality of your follower base has become hugely important if you want to have any chance of going viral. Obviously, we're always testing new ideas and looking for new ways to delight our followers and to grow our follower base. Could you tell us more about user-generated content? How do you go about to inspire other users to contribute content on a social media platform? Yeah, sure. Okay, so the first thing here is to remember that people are motivated by different things. There's a full spectrum of human needs and, and social needs that people seek to satisfy online. And uh, one very good example is LinkedIn. They elicit user-generated content in, in several ways. On the one hand, LinkedIn will make you think that you can earn more money if you appear like a true expert on their platform. And then on the other hand, it will also make you feel important by enabling people to endorse you publicly. So really by addressing a combination of human needs, that will ultimately result in a habit-forming situation where the users then can form repeat behavior and increase their participation over time. Thank you. Now, there are many views on social media strategy. What is your view on it? Well, for an exponential reach of viewers, I would say this. It's, it's obviously better to have a million people who are working at 1% of their own capacity than one person trying to work at 100% of their own capacity. So really, you've got to be looking at ways that you can leverage the masses, obviously, in a smart way. Of course, the things that you teach people in the course is a great foundation and it serves as a very useful blueprint and a starting point to go forward. Do you have any favorite examples of a social media strategy in action? Yes, actually I do. When Red Bull staged a jump from space, they announced socially that the jump will be delayed by a few minutes. 
And this actually amplified the message because people who did not know about the event saw their friends sharing the announcement of the delay. So the result was that they attracted exponentially more viewers who would never have followed the event in the first place. So I thought at the time that staging and announcing the delay was a really smart move from Red Bull. So do you think that it would be a good idea for me to introduce case studies, let's say one per month, for the next eight months on the social media marketing course? Absolutely, yes, because we tend to learn best through examples. And by releasing it over time, it will give people time to implement what they learn during each case study. I see. What is your take on social media policies? Social media policies are very important. For example, you cannot apply a fun holiday company's policy to a funeral advisor. Just imagine what would happen if the funeral advisor tries to entertain a family who just suffered a loss. Okay. So drawing up a social media policy specifically for your company is a, is a very prudent step to take. Excellent, thank you. And if there was one tip you could give to people, no matter what the business, what would the tip be? Well, okay, so businesses are so different, but I think that third-party social media platforms are so unpredictable with their policies. So really, the best thing to do is to constantly migrate your social capital to your email database for consolidation. So you're going to create genuine reasons for your social followers to sign up to your email lists, and that will help you to gain ownership over your social assets. So make sure that you visit the social media marketing course here regularly for updates, and that will also help you a lot. Well, thank you so much, Adrian, for your help today. Let's hear what our listeners have to say on the forum.